everybody. Hello. We are here with boy oh boy conversations with Gray and JC. Grayson. JC. Grayson, what a week it's been. It's quite a week. Quite a week, an exceptional week even, right? A lot going on. What'd you do this past weekend? Let's hear it. Well, I had D&D with my coworkers. That was a weekday. That was, well, it was like a Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was after I guess work. It's part of the weekend. Yeah. But it's not a weekend day. It's not a day of the weekend. Oh. Yeah. Well, I was I was mostly including all the things since last okay. Well, let's get to it. The listening well, over audience... the weekend I did nothing. Oh, so shoot, my bad. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be really scarce if we're exclusively talking about Saturday and Sunday. Okay, okay. Well let's go back to Friday. The listening audience has been locked in. Okay, it's been two weeks now. We've been teasing this D D, this Dungeons and Dragons. You're, you were going to do with your, your co-workers, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The occasion has come and went. You have played D&D, have you not? Well, kind of. How does that figure? Well, I went to the session for the D&D stuff. They um, kicked you out. Yeah, they kicked you out. You took all of our suggestions. You showed up with <laughs> coffee, donuts, stolen neighbor's ornaments. It was terrible. It was a real disaster, uh-huh. but no. No, none of that happened. Okay. But my character has like a very specific point in like the opening of the plot. Okay. Um, and we have a lot of new players, so we didn't get very far. No. So my character didn't really do that much. No. So I didn't play that much. That's so sad. So like I was there, D&D was played. You got to observe more Yeah, so. it was mostly observing. Did you help? Um, Did you guide those who had never played before? As best as I could. Mm-hmm. I will say my character probably said a solid like dozen things throughout the course of the whole evening. That's pretty solid. That is pretty solid. Um, but yeah. Did you enjoy the spectating? It was pretty good. Like, I will say, the, yes. the guy who's the DM for the, the group did a fantastic job. Like, Let's go. So good. No alternate realities. Well, no. oh. I don't know if I, I told you about this already, but I've managed to talk him out of that idea. So that won't be happening. You didn't even say the idea on the podcast. It was so oh. sensitive information last week. The bad idea your, your DM had. Mm-hmm. But now we know. The bad idea was an alternate reality. Yeah, he wanted to lock away the characters that we spent um, many days preparing and like thinking of backstories for um, into an alternate dimension and then make us make new characters. And then we would have to go unlock our previous characters again. And I was like, bro, that's a terrible idea. Bad idea, bad idea. And he was like, I mean, I guess. And I was like, dude, they dude. barely understand their first characters. Bro, dude, bro. homie. That's how you talk with your, your coworkers. You want to be cool? Oh no! Do you actually? No. (laughs) Well, you looked at me so sad when I I called you out. I don't know why you're attacking me. (laughs) Well, I thought it was a joke. I'm just trying to tell a story. I thought it was a joke, but then you looked so sad when I mentioned it. I'm sorry. As you should be. My bad. Apparently, Grayson does do this. I talk like a surfer at work. It sounds like it. Yeah. Um. But then I told him that that was a bad idea. A twist would salt my grind. That's what Um, you said. And then I told him that we already have enough trouble with new people learning their their first characters. Uh-huh. That we don't need to convolute it with them learning two separate characters. Because that just seems silly. And yeah. also, everyone already likes their characters. Uh-huh. Why would you just take that away? Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he seemed to agree. So I don't think that'll be happening. This is so exciting. Mm-hmm. This is beyond exciting. But it, there were no elements of, how do I say, cringe? No, not really. Really? Not That's from him directly. So, like, No, I mean from the experience in total. I mean, for the most part, no. Like, okay. there's some inherent cringe that comes along with playing D and D. Exactly, exactly. But I wouldn't say in any way an inordinate amount. Uh, particularly low amount, because that's what it sounds like. Um, 
I would say, like, generally a, a relatively low amount. That is so impressive. Given the context of the situation of playing D&D with coworkers. Congratulations. Yeah, I would say a low-level cringe event. And this will be a weekly event on Friday. I don't know if it'll be weekly, but I am going again this Friday. Okay. Would you be open to going to the next Friday? Probably. And the next Friday? I mean, I would. Like, the constraint is not whether or not I'm available every week. Mm-hmm. The constraint is how quickly he can prepare the story for okay. every week. But um, and right it, now, yeah. the story has gone incredibly slow. Exactly. Um, we got uh, nowhere at all. We haven't even started the actual story. Mm-hmm. So we, we got time. I guess. I was just looking forward to any horror stories from the from the event. Any really negative or bad experiences is really what I was trapped in for. So I think it's time I take my seatbelt off yeah, of no. this adventure. It was, a, it was a generally positive event. That's so sad. Yeah. That's a, maybe you could like throw in some elements of sabotage this Friday, okay? That seems like a good idea, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, speaking of horror stories, Grayson, we're going to be watching some horror movies this weekend. It's true. The idea was hatched last week on the podcast that instead of going to a Brahamas XFL game with Steven for his birthday, our dear sweet friend Steven in San Antonio, no, no, we will not do that. We will instead watch horror movies, Okay. Seems like a good plan. I think so. Steven wants pizza, so we're going to get pizza. Uh, He's already changed his mind a couple times on where the pizza's from. At first, I was so on board. It's a good, like, New York pizza place right by his house. Mm -hmm. But now he wants Marco's Pizza, which I only know for being attached to Sonic. Um, I've never had it, so maybe it's good. But it just inherently seems lower quality as it's a chain pizza restaurant yeah. attached to a sonic with a drive-thru i do know i have had marco's before uh-huh um i don't remember it so i guess it wasn't anything noteworthy unextraordinary yeah okay whereas 45th street pretty good you know mm-hmm. real good i'm sure you can talk steven into 45th street i don't think it'll take much talking into no because the reason not. he went to marco's was because of his coupon for a free medium pizza with a oh, large boy. so there's a lot to look forward to, Grayson. It's so true. There's a lot to look forward to. But horror movies. Yeah, you you and Steven were the ones discussing and deliberating what movies to watch. I was not part of this process. Right. And nor should I be, you know? I, I want to This is to about just... introducing you to the genre of exactly. horror. Exactly. Whenever we have a friend celebrating a birthday and, and the day should be about them, we always redirect. It has to be about <laughs> Co-opted JC. towards JC. Yes, exactly. So I'm glad we can do that. It's just really efficient that we have our birthday at the same time, so it just works out that way. Yeah. But in this scenario, it's a, it's a directly no, concerted... No, it's really it's yeah. a detriment to Steven. You know, it's it's really unfortunate. But, I mean, I'm better off for it. So, yeah. again, it works, I mean, it works out. out. Yeah. And we'll probably do other things with Steven while we're in San Antonio. I can't imagine we're going to show up in the middle of the night, pick up Steven, get pizza, watch movies, and then leave. Exactly. But that's the way Steven made it sound to me. Because were you there for the part of the discussion where Steven claimed very confidently it was going to be a nine-hour watching experience? I didn't know you were not there. No. Because you ended the you, – you left – it was me, you, Hans, and Steven in a call yesterday. We were talking about what movies were going to get watched, right? And before you left, you were like, here's the list. And you gave three movies, correct? hmm And so then Steven, maybe ten minutes later, is like, oh, it's going to be nine hours. There was – I don't know why he brought it up, but the point was Steven said it was going to be a really long day. It will be nine hours. And then I said, are you – Steven, are you sure? Grayson only said three movies. And Steven's like, yeah, it's, uh, it'll probably take a while to watch them. And I said, Steven, it's three hours per movie. And then Hans hopped in and was like, yeah, I think movies on average are 90 minutes. And then 
we agreed as a group that maybe it'll be closer to six hours. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe. Uh-huh. Um, so that frees up three hours for activities. True. So true. Which is fun. Do we want to review the list or do we want to talk through the entire th- thought process on this horror movie selection? Well, thing? again, I wasn't there for it. So you, you go ahead and talk us through it, Grayson. Well, so this mostly happened on stream where the discussion happened. And I, I saw the discussion this. about Steven's physical appearance on stream. Because <laughs> I, I, I get your, your stream notifications on your Discord. And for whatever reason, the, the, the description for the notification always stays the same. It always says Minecraft with JC. And it's always highlighted for me. And I don't know how to get rid of it. But the thumbnail changes. And so the thumbnail for your stream notification yesterday or the day before was you holding up a photo of Steven (laughs) next to a Davy Crockett statue. Yeah. And I said, I need to know why this happened. I love that photo. And then watched five minutes of your stream in which everyone criticized. And and, uh, I don't even know if criticize is the word. Everyone observed Steven's physical appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> and heavy criticized. Heavy. Well, well, actually, no. Heavy actually says something nice, but Stephen took it as a criticism. Stephen really internalized it, yeah, as as criticism. But yeah. I legitimately watched that part of the stream and was like, "Oh, Stephen must feel so good." Like everyone was complimenting him and being surprised he looks so good. Mm-hmm. And then I get into a call with him thirty minutes later, <laughs> and he's really truly upset that people said they thought he would be fatter. <laughs> But it's like, Stephen, this is the energy you put out into the universe. Like, this, you really manifest these things, you know? Yeah. 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 But also on this stream, some other Horror conversations movie. unfolded. Horror movie, yes. Horror movie. My mentality going into this, as it is your, like, introduction, your, would it be said, foyer? Foyer? Four is how you say it. My, your first foyer into horror. I wanted to give you, like, a Were you looking for foray? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Sorry. Foray. You were so far off the mark. I said foyer. Yeah. Foray. Yeah, foyer. but but the but for, foyer doesn't even like kind of lead you in the direction of foray, you know? What do you mean? It's just like it's it relatively really, close. No, 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 it's no, an no. Oi no. versus an O. Foray. Foray versus foyer. Foyer. Foyer sounds like what would be over a porch, you know? Like an awning. It kind of fo- does, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But continue. Yeah, so this would be your introduction to the horror genre. So I wanted to pick some iconic horror movies, like the most definitive horror movies. Yo. And I came in with like three major ones in mind. Uh huh. Mine were Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween, uh, The Exorcist. And Wait, who who does The Exorcist belong to if Halloween is John Carpenter? Well, no, no, no. The actual title of the movie is John Carpenter's Halloween. Why? Because he made a deal with the guy producing and like funding the movie that yeah I'll I'll write the script I'll do the soundtrack I'll do the directing, but I wanted it to be called John Carpenter's Halloween. That would look terrible at the box office. But it worked. Okay. So, okay. Like, what are you gonna do about it? But John Carpenter's Halloween, The Exorcist, and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh huh. Of those, Texas Chainsaw is probably the scariest. Let's go. Of them, Halloween is probably the least scary. Okay. But it counterbalances in terms of, like, influence. Like, Halloween is probably the most influential horror movie. It kind of spawned the whole slasher genre. Friday the Very 13th definitive. didn't exist yet? I don't think so. I think Friday the 13th was after. What the heck? Um, but, yeah, Halloween is, like, a, a very important movie in terms of horror movies. Why is it not very scary? Um, It's less that it's not scary and more that it's kind of, like, it's less gore horror and more thriller horror. 
Mm-hmm. So the horror of it doesn't really associate with like gore. There's not like a ton of blood or anything. It's like situational horror. Right. It's the scariness of seeing a random like protagonist and then knowing Michael is like 30 feet away and being aware that he could like show up at any time. It's I his see, like see, constant presence in the movie that makes it scary. But in terms of gore or like yeah. particularly scary deaths, there isn't a ton. What about what's that one with Jack Nicholson? I love him. That movie was actually one Stephen brought up. That's okay. The Shining. Okay, okay. And okay. Shining was one of the ones that I thought was like pretty high up there, but I, 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 it wasn't in my top three. I see. Um, but that was one Stephen brought up because Stephen kept the... recommending we watch. I believe the movie was Nope because I'm familiar with an actor in it who is from The Walking Dead mm-hmm. who died maybe ten years ago on that show. Um, who I really had not much of an attachment to, but Steven insisted that I'd be familiar with the character and thus able to relate to the movie more. Right, yeah. Um, I think Steven was just looking for an excuse to watch Nope. That sounds right, because I Jack Nicholson is one of my favorite actors. He's in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He's incredible. Mm-hmm. I feel like we'd check a couple more boxes with that one. Right. Okay, sorry. Um, but The Shining is also a really, really solid movie. But the, my definitive three, like the three that I thought were most important mm-hmm. among horror movies, Exorcist, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven, Steven doesn't really know what horror is, I've come to realize. Oh. Because I would ask Steven, Steven, can you give me like just three definitive horror movies, like three movies that you think define the horror genre that are truly encapsulate what it means to be a horror movie and he would just keep like going in circles of like but what is horror what is is horror even a genre but it's it's more like like is it a horror comedy is a horror no steven just horror just a horror movie mm-hmm. why does why does it have to be a horror comedy steven but i so why because why well, we you... have to ease him into the genre well no this isn't about easing him into the genre of horror comedy this is about him getting into the genre of horrors. Give me a horror movie. Uh-huh. There were so many non-horror movies, JC. Well, yeah, even from the discussion that I was part of last night, I heard a lot of uh, animation and sci-fi being thrown out into the into the ether. Just not horror movies. Movies I was very aware of he or maybe had up seen. Terminator. He did bring up Terminator at one point. Which is not a horror movie. No. No, it's not. Coraline was one I remember being brought up. Yes. Um, I've seen Coraline. Predator as well was one. I've never seen Predator, but I'm so aware of it not being horror. Uh-huh. And, like, when I would ask him, like, what is a definitive horror movie? One that he kept bringing up was Trick or Treat, which is Netflix's, like, trilogy of movies from, like, two, three years ago. What? Trick or Treat. Is that the anthology one he was uh-huh. talking about? Oh, so that's not even one movie. It's no, three movies. It's three movies. Okay. And so I was like, Stephen, in what way is this like a definitive genre-defining horror movie? I'm starting to think. Maybe Stephen is just as unfamiliar with the genre as I am, Grayson. Maybe he hasn't watched these these movies that you're listing, like Chainsaw Massacre. And well, I think he has seen them because he is aware of, like, he specifically referenced scenes of Texas Chainsaw. Uh huh. So he's definitely seen it. Maybe he's watched reviews of the movie. That's possible. Okay. That's that's possible. Hmm. Um. But like, I would ask him for you know really genre defining movies, and I just I I couldn't. Yeah. Now, he did have some good ones out there, um, like The Shining, I thought was a really, really great idea. 
Um, he did bring up that we should have a more modern one, which I think is a fair point. Yeah, we brought up this um, point last week on the podcast. I wanted a modern one. Right. Yeah. Um, and his ideas for that were Nope, as we've discussed, uh, which I desperately do not want to watch. Uh-huh. Um, and it's for the same reason I don't want to watch Smile. Bad marketing. Um, Midsummer, which I'm also not super interested in because it doesn't seem – it seems like more psychological. I'm only interested because I've heard so much about it. Mm. But – that that's really where my interest begins and ends right you know um and then he brought up paranormal activity and i think paranormal activity is like a solid one it's like pretty encompassing of a very important sub genre in like the found footage genre it's not blair witch which is only like relevant in the cultural context in which it existed so it's still like paranormal activity holds more relevancy i think it's a little timeless even no (laughs) no it's not my bad um like blair witch definitely dated definitely of its time mm-hmm. uh paranormal activity i would not say is timeless um but, but it's will not last as... forever and go down in the annals of film and cinema Pro- probably also not that but the whole hold its own a little bit better okay um so i think paranormal activity of that of the, like the ones you brought up of modern actual horror movies uh-huh was probably the strongest option insidious well you've seen that one Seen is a strong word. I mean, do you want to swap paranormal activity for insidious? Give it a second go. Or what we can do is if we get through the three and we're not like tired yet, you know, we have those three extra hours. As this is covered. true. Um, we could, after you've had your preparation, you've gotten into the horror genre, Shoot. then you can reattempt insidious. You're so right. Have you listed out what the three final decisions were? Because it sounds to me like the exorcist has been chopped off. Yes. That's so the sad. The Exorcist was chopped off. Isn't The Exorcist supposed to be very scary? Um, I mean, I would say Texas Chainsaw is scarier than Exorcist. Uh-huh. I will say, like, to me, none of them are particularly, like, horrifying. Mm-hmm. And I would say that about most of the horror genre. Like, I'm not frightened. So for me to say that any of them are inherently scary is kind mm-hmm. of hard. I see. But I would say Texas Chainsaw is a rather terrifying of the options presented. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably above Exorcist and then Halloween among my three. What is what has been the most. the most scared you've been watching a, a film, Grayson? That's a good question. Thank you. I've thought a lot about it. It was in Avengers Infinity War. When they snapped away everybody and yeah. you were like, where did my heroes go? Yeah. I get that. A part of me died that day, JC. I'm sorry about that, man. It's okay. I really apologize. Um, but the list I settled on, and I guess it is still technically open to revision if you would like to change it, mm-hmm. was Halloween, uh, Texas Chainsaw, and Paranormal Activity. Mm-hmm. Halloween was something that both Steve and I had brought up as like very important horror movies. Okay. And I would agree that as far as like influential horror movies go, it's kind of king. It's This sounds like the thing we watch first. Yes. Okay, this will okay, definitely okay. be first. It is probably like the like top horror movie okay okay okay. movies texas chainsaw is another really really important one um it's much scarier than halloween there's a lot more like horror elements um steven at one point called it i think he called it corny Mm -hmm. which i would disagree with Mm -hmm. it's the way the way that you hype it up at least makes it sound like this should be last the chainsaw massacre well, I I just figured put paranormal activity last because it's like most modern. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but I I've also heard it's the most underwhelming because Stephen doesn't really care about it. He says it's just people talking. I mean, a lot of like any found footage 
a horror movie is going to be a lot of people talking mm-hmm. for the whole time. Mm-hmm. But, we're, but, the but the night is not found footage movies. Right. Because in that instance, and yeah, it can go anywhere. But like most of the like decent horror movies that have come out in the modern era uh-huh. are found footage. Uh-huh. And among them, Paranormal Activity is probably a definitive one. Like other good horror movies that come out recently, but it, the particularly good ones are like remakes of Halloween. I understand. And Insidious. And remakes of Texas Chainsaw. And sequels to Insidious. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if we get like through Texas Chainsaw and we want to swap Paranormal Activity for like The Shining or for Insidious or something else, then I think that's the way to this go. This makes sense. This I think the sense. two most important are Halloween and Texas Chainsaw. I'd personally say the most important, Grayson, is not a movie that we're going to watch come Saturday. No, mm-hmm. no. The most important movie for us to talk about right now is a movie we watched on Monday this past week, Grayson. <gasps> I would agree. What movie did we see? We saw it on the big screen in a movie theater. We did. We went to the movie theater and we saw Cocaine Bear. We did see Cocaine Bear. Most importantly, though, we saw Cocaine Bear with a special guest. Oh yeah, I guess Brandy was there. One of the few. But people. like Cocaine Bear, though. Cocaine Bear was pretty good. One of the, pretty good. Unfortunately, though, Grayson. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, uh, Cocaine Bear will never be on this podcast. Okay. And a lot of times when we talk about people from real life that we hang out with. We can guide our listeners, the listening audience, to previous Boy Oh Boy Oh Boy episodes where they can hear the beautiful, beautiful vocals of like a Steven or a Hans mm-hmm. or a Dylan Cool as Beans, you know? But in this instance, Brandy is not someone we can do that with, which is sad. It's really, when is Brandy coming on the podcast, JC? I don't know, Grayson. Never. Never? Never. She's not allowed. That's so sad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a She's real been banned. She's been banned. But. Gray the Gray, we saw it with Brandy. This was your first time meeting Brandy, dear sweet Brandy. It's so true. When girlfriend we were, of JC. Listen, when we were walking up to the movie theater, you almost tried to go in on one of the exit doors, JC. Yes. And I thought you looked ridiculous. Yeah. I thought you looked ridiculous until Brandy showed up and tried like the exit doors five times. Five exit. I thought she, there was a bit when she showed up and wasn't entering through the correct door, but apparently not. Apparently, she just wanted to avoid walking in front of people to get to the real door. It was a really cr- insane experience, Grayson, but Brandy well, got because in. Because you, you had offered to open the exit door for her. No, I didn't offer. I did open the exit door for her. And she said, no. Yes. It's the wrong door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she walked down and tried another door. And obviously, it didn't open because it was another exit door. Well, of course. And then she tried another exit door. Many exits. Eventually, she made so it many. in. It's true. She got guided in the, the correct direction by the kind strangers she didn't want to walk in front of. And she, she entered the venue, Grayson. She entered the movie theater where we were already there waiting for tickets. We got a bit distracted in our wait for tickets by the the door fiasco, as it will be referred to here and after. The door fiasco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we got our tickets. We watched Cocaine Bear. And, and it was Ray Liotta's last movie. What more can you say? It's so true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was really prepared for it to be so, so, so bad. Because at first I thought, oh, haha, funny. It might be good. And then I saw a preview, and I thought, oh, this could be really, really bad. I don't know if I want to see it anymore. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, okay, this is this went better fun. than it could have gone. You know? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun movie, fun movie. Gray the Gray, what are your highlights? How do you feel about it? Um, I liked when the bear did cocaine. Whoa. I liked when the little kids did cocaine. <laughs> I did, <laughs> That's too. That's not a joke. Gray the Gray, uh, the, the, you, you nor Brandy recognized one of the characters who I think is pivotal to, to the modern age of media and film. Are you talking about the male nurse? The male nurse? Uh-huh. 
male nurse. Well, because the ambulance shows up. Oh, there's the dude in the ambulance. Yeah, no, I didn't he's know that pivotal. guy. Who's he? Oh, he's a, like a viral TikTok guy. He used to do the, or I guess he still does these TikToks, where he uh, takes the perspective of a retail worker <gasps> and that what was they that want guy? to say. That was him. Oh my gosh, good for him. Is yeah. he usually in movies, or was this his film debut? I don't know. He did so well. He did quite good. Did he have his face ripped open? I mean. Uh, something like that. No, he had like his balls eaten in the ambulance. Oh, poor guy. Guys, I promise it's not as bad as it sounds, the movie. It's quite good. Yeah. I will say one of the primary reasons I wanted to see the movie was because he made a TikTok, like a short video about it. And he was like, yeah, it's it's about a bear that does cocaine. There's no In way. that same kind of tone that he does these other videos in. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Like, that was a fun video. I did recognize his face, so now this does make sense. This makes so much sense. I was talking about the the gay redhead from Modern Family. Oh. Yeah. But you, because he was so different. He had long hair and like a beard. He He was going crazy in this movie, Grayson. I had no clue he was part of it. But I recognized his voice and I said, I, I know, I know that high pitched tone anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. I know that ambiguous voice anywhere. And, and there he was. Wow. Red the Gray. Any further comments on Cocaine Bear? It was a fun movie. May I ask any further comments on Brandy? Because we did go eat afterwards. We did go eat afterwards. At Kirby Lane. I love Kirby Lane. Yeah. No, Kirby Lane's very good. Kirby Lane's so good. Brandy's very quiet. Brandy's very... She's going to hate to hear that. She's going to listen to this podcast and like want to kill herself after she hears you say that. <laughs> so messed like, up. I'm so sorry, Brandy. Cut out of the podcast. I'm so sorry, Brandy. Oh, my God. No, she she is. She was much less quiet with you, though, than she was with my parents. Let's you go. Know? So you have that going for you, you know? It's because she hated me that much. You think and she just she, needed to express it. Oh, I understand. Is that what you felt that most of the times that she did speak up, it was to express hatred toward you? And judgment. Okay. Mostly about my coffee taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is atrocious, correct? I mean, I think my coffee tastes good. I like my coffee with cream. Uh-huh. But Brandy thinks that less of me for that. Well, no, she, I think she's she's fine with people putting cream in their coffee. She's just aware of the fact that objectively it makes you less of a man the more creams you put in, right? Like, yeah. manhood goes down substantially with every cream. That is what she said, almost verbatim, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Um, I committed it to memory prior to this podcast because I didn't want to get anything. Um, that's mis- fair yeah yeah you would hate to misquote brandy i would i would after all the the mishaps with steven and misquoting mm-hmm. on this podcast it's it's remarkable how often you manage to misquote steven while directly reading off his texts yeah it's kind of wild but <laughs> a little bit miraculous. still happens still i i'd say especially those times when i'm reading off the texts and you already have copies of them, like screen grabs of them. Uh-huh. So it's not like I'm improving the texts, like pretending looking at my phone because you, you've seen I them. I also have. I can uh-huh. verify them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, but it, it's like a magic trick, honestly. To be it's fair, kind of cool. the accusations of misquoting haven't been coming as recently. But I don't mm-hmm. think that's because of our increased diligence as podcast hosts. I don't think it's more a result of Steven just not listening. Yeah, I don't think he listens. Because he gets... the. Facts don't care about Steven's feelings. And sometimes that hurts, you know? So true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad just left me a voicemail. This oh, boy. is devastating. He's going to be so sad I didn't answer his phone call. He's going to cry. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dad. Um, but, but Brandy. Brandy. What did she say about me, JC? She hates you. That's so sad. Yeah. I'm heartbroken. Like, this is the last episode of the podcast. She agreed to one more, but then I have to stop. That's so sad. Yeah. This is terrible. I stand by what I texted you after meeting Brandy. 
That you she seems her? very cool. Oh, she okay. seems very cool, and I'm very happy for you. And then I put a bunch of red hearts. Yeah, I liked the text message. I appreciated it, but the red hearts just felt so out of left field. No, I didn't see it coming. It made me so happy. I was like, why, why, why are there red hearts here? And no, Brandy made me so happy, and I was so happy for you. And it's all, I'm just happy. They should have been different color hearts. You know, green Listen, hearts. No, great. Blue hearts would have been perfect. Listen. I stick with exclusively red hearts. I don't send other colored hearts because I know that people read into it. I'd rather just stick with the red hearts and then leave it ambiguous. They, they can read whatever into it regardless That's of That's kind of the attitude I have toward the skin tone of my emoji. I just use the yellow generic one and leave it at that, you know? Yeah, like why think about it? Why think? Well, also it's just like they don't have one that reflects, I think, how pale I actually am, to be fair. I'm not represented well enough. Um, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. But also, aside from that, I'd, I'd say with the hearts, it's a different scenario because, oh, there's re- there's reading into it regardless. Like, people are going to read into it even with the red one. Right, right, right. I understand that people are going to read into it, but yeah. I don't want them to read into it in a way that's different than I intend for them to read into it. So rather than trying to, like, decide which way they should read into it by picking a color, I'd rather just stick with the default red and not, like, waver so that they can read whatever into it, and I have no bearing on that. I would almost argue for the default to be pink, because the pink is just less abrasive. The red feels so lustful. The red feels so aggressive. Okay, but the red is the default. But there are also, like, the, the tiny pink ones, like the two little hearts together, you know? Those yeah, work. I suppose, but, like, that's a different emoji. Mm, well, so the, no, 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 because on the emoji keyboard, you don't hold down on the red heart and other hearts pop up. They're all next to each other. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So they're all different emojis. I guess. Yeah. Which one comes first? I bet it is the red. I bet you're right. But let's just double check. Let's do some fact checking. I mean, regardless of which comes first, I stand by red being the default. Well, that's not how that works, Grayson. Also, um, red is most easily accessible for me because it's in my frequently used. But again, the the fact that it's your frequently used is really the, the key part there. Right. As I scroll to find my hearts. Where the fuck are hearts on this app? On this keyboard. Oh, there they are. The first one is red. It goes red, purple, red on fire. Yeah, this can't be. It has to. It goes <laughs> red, red, purple, red on fire, beating pink, <laughs> orange, black, bandaged red heart, another different beating pink, yellow, white, heart with a circle underneath it, maybe a drop out of it. I'm thinking we're supposed to read it top to bottom. That seems a lot more sensible. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in that case, it's basically a rainbow. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, black, white, brown, and then the variations on the hearts. Yeah, I would honestly, for the context of you saying something like, so happy for you, JC, after you met Brandy for the first time, green would have fit the best there. You know, because I wouldn't have read into it. I would have been like, oh, that's so nice. But with the red hearts, I'm like, Grayson feels strong about this interaction. I don't want to, like, put any any thought into this. Like, this is too much effort to consider, like, well, what color really fits this? What will he think if I put blue as opposed to green? Like, the, the nuance there, I just don't want to get into it. Well, so I'm just I, sticking with red. I don't see a necessarily a distinction between green and blue, but I would say the blue is really royal blue. It should be, like, a lighter blue, you know? And that's, again, nothing to do with the meaning. It's just, like the blue heart on the the emoji keyboard looks ugly so i'd opt for the green 
I mean, this makes sense. Yeah. But regardless of how you would interpret it in this situation, I don't want to have to put consideration into how it might or might not be interpreted. So it's not a thing of like you don't want someone else to read into it. It's I don't you care don't if you want to put the it. effort in then. Right. I just I don't want to have to like think, okay, but maybe they'll interpret it this way and then try and shuffle around the color nuance in that sense. Uh-huh. I just want to stick with the default and not have to think about it. Uh-huh. So I stick with red. But like Ugh, that's so annoying. Because think about the context in which you probably use the heart emoji most, okay? Do you mean, like, let's, let's go, for a moment, extend that extra energy to think about the implicit meanings, okay? The meanings behind them. Are, what, what, in what context are you usually using, using the heart emoji? Is it in a friendly context? A friendly context. Then blue and green are probably way more appropriate. Okay, but what if I use like brown or something? There's probably a context where brown is most appropriate, but I don't want to think about that. I'm sticking with red. Well, that's what I'm saying. But if the context is usually friends, I think it's safe to say friend colors are green and blue. No, I'm sticking with red. Well, then you're just sticking your head in the sand. I don't know what to tell you. Like 100%, yes. Yeah. I don't disagree with you on that. Uh huh. I just, I don't want to have to deal with it. Okay, but you're making red. other people deal with it, and then you get stuck having a 10-minute conversation about it on a podcast. I'm okay having the conversation about it. It's being, it's, it's filling up time. This is an important conversation to have, but I'm sticking with red. I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to deal with all the other colors. It's too much thought. It's too much effort. But when I, well, honestly, what I do is I never ever feel compelled to add a heart to my text messages. So I, I don't use any of them. I use them quite frequently. It's my I, most used emoji. That's weird. Okay. I apologize, but that I just, for me personally, I guess if I use them a bunch, it'd, it'd feel weird. Also, the fact I that mean, they're most used emoji. You know what? I might take that back. They're probably like zero I think it's only them. my most used recently because it just overtook the sunglasses emoji because I really like that one. Yeah, I, don't... I think it's because the quantity of red heart uh-huh. that I use when I use it is much higher, um, but the frequency of which I use the sunglasses smile guy is much higher. I'm trying to find sense? text messages between the two of us in which the red heart was used before. And prior to Monday, the only one I can find is a red heart that I sent to you. Um, well, what were you saying when you sent the red heart? It was ironic, I do believe. It, do you remember my graduation? Or maybe this wasn't my graduation. Oh! What the fuck? I don't really know. This was when I was in the hospital. I got a get well soon card from Cynthia, and in it she referenced the fish in the pond. And then I put Cynthia's get well soon card, and then a red heart emoji. But like, the only thing I can think of is that maybe after get well soon, it automatically places an emoji there, like it does for some words. Because mm-hmm. I don't. Looking at this, I'd be. I'm thinking, JC, why do you use a red heart emoji? Like that's weird. You know, I don't know what to tell you. The red heart emoji is just a good emoji. Maybe this was when I had all my shit in my arms still, and I had my mom. You were send out it. of it. You were drugged up. You didn't know what you were doing. That's true too. That's true too. Uh, my mom sends these red hearts all the time. It looks like Grayson. I don't see a single one between you. My friend Annika used to use them. Wilson even used them. None from Grayson. Grandpa even used it. Love uh-huh. you. I'm proud of you. In 2019. You know, these, these records are deep, Grayson, okay? Uh-huh, uh-huh. They go back years. They're primarily from Mom and Annika. And aside from that, ooh, ooh, Zoe. Zoe used it one time. Wow. That's it. 
you've never used a red heart emoji with me, at least in the past four years, aside from this past Monday. I'll be sure to use it more often, JC. Okay. Wait, should we check to see if you've used other heart color emojis? And if you're just a big hypocrite? Well, to be clear, this is a more recent innovation. Mm -hmm. This was because I'm fed up. An innovation, I would not call it. a An innovation. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm going to no, search no. to see if I have sent... A lot of <laughs> a lot of them are to my Aunt B. Let's go. See, in that context kind of makes more sense. You know, into an ant or, or something. I picture you using, like, maybe the yellow one sometimes. Let's see. You didn't use green or blue. Uh, let's see, Grayson. Nope. You you haven't sent any hearts to me before this. I'm sorry, JC. That's just... It's unfortunate. This is your most used emoji, and yet here I am. Again, I think it is because of quantity when I use it as opposed to, like, frequency of use. Mm -hmm. But you'd think one time in four years, or maybe more than one time in four years, and the one time it does happen, it's... Well, no, you used more than one, didn't you? I used quite a number. How many? Oh, you used five. You used five on Monday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I was just so excited. I guess. Well, but again, the red heart makes me think what kind of excited, you know? It's it's confusing. What kind of excited do you think? Again, the red really communicates lust to me, Grayson. You know, the red is like, Grayson wants to fuck me is what I, what it feels <laughs> like. Okay? That's what it feels like. Well, let me reassure you, JC. That was not the intent. Well, have your words reflect that. Have your emoji emojicons reflect that, okay? No. From this day forward. I'm sticking with red. You just want to make your aunt so sexually confused, okay? That's what your what aim here is. What are you talking is. about? You said your aunt B is who you send the red hearts to all yeah, the time. Yeah, we send them back all the time. Here, I will pull up my text messages with my aunt B. Every time she has like a birthday or something, or like something's going good for her, or mm -hmm. like anything, we just always we text back and forth. Tons of heart emojis. It's great. I was just listening to an episode of the Therapy Gecko podcast, Grayson, okay? And this person called in, and they were talking about how their mom is a pet bird. This was a video, uh, a response to a video that my dad sent me of her birthday party. No, this I believe it. There are many. Your happy birthday. You don't, you, I don't need proof. I wasn't questioning no. the validity of how many hearts were sent to Aunt B. You know? I believe it. I mean, it, it sounds like you're questioning it. You it's know? not. It's not. Here's, here's three more. I'm questioning the intent behind Here, them. Here's three more. Many. She used a pink one, more. so that good on her. You know, she's not trying to send those mixed signals. But here's more. There's also these are all more. from Gray the Gray, not uh -huh. sent to Gray the Gray. But again, what I'm trying to say is, here's some more. I'm listening to this therapy gecko podcast, and, uh, and they're talking about how this this because people call in. The gimmick of the show is you call in and you you have the gecko and his guest help you, right? And they're dressed like green geckos. Okay, have mm -hmm. you seen this? Have you heard it? Yes. Okay, great. And this girl called in and was like, I really need help. My mom is a pet bird. And I just learned that this pet bird, whenever you pet it on the back, it gets sexually aroused. And my mom exclusively pets it on the back and she doesn't know. And this is why the bird that gets so excited. Um, and I, the mom doesn't know that she's sexually confusing this bird, right? She's just doing her thing, petting it on the back. And that's almost okay because it's like she doesn't know. You know what you're doing. No. You know. It's negligence okay i'll accept that okay. it's whatever okay whatever. i'm sticking with the red hearts whatever grayson do you remember last week when i shoved a bunch of tortilla chips in my mouth and my mouth bled during the podcast i do yes so it's all healed up aside from one spot in my mouth where there's a large bump and last night i was getting so fed up because i thought it's been about a week since this has happened it should be going down and it's not so what i did is i took my finger and as hard as possible just kept pressing down on it 
as hard as possible. And it seems like I've like dispersed it. And now like the bubble like moves around under my gums and it's really, it's all I can think about because my tongue brushes up against it almost every word I say. And then when I'm not talking, I just pl- like move it around with my tongue and I'm obsessing over it. And I just want it to go away. But there's a bump on my gums. You see, I don't know how to help you with that. I just, you can be here for me emotionally. Well, obviously I can't. You don't like the way I'm here for you emotionally and all my red hearts. Well, again, you've never been here emotionally for me with all your red hearts aside from this past Monday. Okay? It was a little late to the party, Grayson. Give me a second here, JC. Okay. Okay, if you have text messages going back to 2017 when we first met and you can find any red hearts from back then, I'll, I'll eat my words. But I have back to 2019, and there's not a one. Just give me a second here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't – were you fact-checking that – oh, no, you sent more. Grayson, thank you for that. It's, again, a really confusing message. It really feels like you want me to undress right now, but I'm not going to do that. No, okay? nor should you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But, again, the mixed messages, the mixed signals you're sending. Grayson, when we were waiting for Brandy – to, to, in order to go to the movies on Monday, we were at my apartment, and you were so insulting to my 2016 Fire TV that I have, okay? I wasn't trying to be insulting. It's just that every time I've gone over, you complained about this thing dying. Yeah, well, it is. It's dying. And so I asked you, why don't you just use the Roku TV that you have and use Roku? And we looked at it, and there were no apps for me to use. So I helped you install the apps, and now all the apps are available but I imagine you've continued. You've persisted upon your Amazon stick. I use my TV maybe once a week at most, okay? So I haven't touched it since we touched it. But listen, um, I am still going to use the Fire TV. And I brought up one of the very valid reasons for why. And I feel like now you can agree with me on this level. And that the Fire TV offers something a Roku TV does not. And that of an internet browser on your television. Yeah, that's pretty sick. It is pretty sick. And you, we wanted to put it to the test. We played cool math games on it and found the, the, the most well put together, um, I think, digital video game maybe ever. Grayson? Do you think? I think so. I, I forget the name. It's about fishing. Gone fishing. Something to that effect. And you, you fish a whole bunch. You, you spin a meter and you get fish. It's so upsetting how effective the fire remote was. For playing this game. Yeah. And by effective, I mean it artificially increased the challenge to the point where it was actually kind of fun. It was, it was yeah, it was, it was wonderful. We were, we were leveling up our number of fish we could grab. It was a great time, Grayson. Okay, it ate away like half an hour, you know, just like that. And But the point is, everyone, go get yourself a 2016 Fire TV. Um, you may ask, why, why can't they get a 2022 Fire TV? And I would say because they discontinued the Fire TV in 2016. Um, it's now a Fire Stick. And it's not as impressive. Okay, because a Fire Stick is like a, a thumb drive that you shove into your TV. It's so small and compact. But a Fire TV is a gigantic rectangle that hangs off of your TV. And is just kind of bulky and annoying. <laughs> uh-huh. And I think the Fire Stick doesn't need to be plugged into the wall. Uh-huh. But the Fire TV does. So... Uh-huh. I believe all the functionality is the same between a Fire Stick and a Fire TV as well. Just for one year, they were like, let's make it bigger uh-huh. and give it a different name. Right. And then they went back to the to the thumb drive route. To the stick model. Yep. 
but I love my Fire TV. Okay? I can tell. Thank you. Despite all of your complaints. Well, the complaints are not like, oh, it's so bad. My complaints are, I'm going to soon have to grieve this thing that I love. Mm. It's dying. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I don't hate it for its, its increased slowness now in its old age. If anything, it makes me appreciate more the, the good years I had with it. It was with me all throughout college, the end of high school. I've had it since I've known you, Grayson. Wow. I know. I know. Everything I've watched on that Fire TV. Everything. And then you deleted all the apps for some reason. A lot of the apps. Yeah, well, it's all some gone. reason. It's because it didn't function unless I deleted all the data. <laughs> I think it was, like a, it was a valid reason. <laughs> it's a pretty limiting factor, only having three gigabytes of storage. I don't know what you want from me. Because you would think maybe the reason they made it a stick so big. into a gigantic rectangle is because they wanted to increase the space on it. No? Nope. No, they didn't do that. No, that would be too sensible. Uh-huh. 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 But either way, everything's everything's going well, Grayson. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is, is going great. We have episode 300 of this podcast coming up soon in like 13 weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's imminent. And I've only had one idea so far of what we can do. And... The This idea comes from the fact that before we started Boy Oh Boy, about a year before Boy Oh Boy started, probably around the time I purchased my Fire TV, I said, I want to become a professional broadcaster. I have some microphones now because I, I had my first bit of money, Grayson. I'd started my wrestling clothing business around that time, and I had some spare change, and I bought microphones and this recorder we're using right now. That's remarkable. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And... I sat down and I recorded like a little audio diary, like two, two days in a row. I recorded just a stream of consciousness, whatever I was thinking, and then have saved it on my computer ever since. And I stumbled back onto these tapes uh, like a week or two ago when I was clearing out my Google Drive. And I'm thinking that for episode 300, and I have not vetted these tapes. I don't know what I said, and I'm kind of horrified of what I did say knowing my 15-year-old, 16-year-old self. And um, it's about 60, 70 minutes of audio that we could listen to for episode 300. But again, this is another instance of there being a grand event that involves many people and making it about JC. So maybe we shouldn't do it. You know, maybe I think we it's should... a fantastic idea, actually. I think it's a really wonderful maybe idea. Maybe it's a bad idea. Maybe we should not. Listen I don't know. I think it, the... I think it's a pretty solid idea. Well, like this will be one of the times when we want like good audio for episode three hundred. You know, it's such a big occasion. So yeah, we can't yeah, do yeah. something like a picnic. We can't have a whole bunch of people on. Yeah, because a lot of people are going to listen to episode three hundred. Yeah, so we want that. We want this to be like a a good episode. Yeah, and what would be a better episode than listening to the audio diaries of fifteen year old JC? We could get Sarah Romelius back on. I'm still working on that. It's shockingly hard. It's not even shockingly hard. She's just busy, and so mm-hmm. it becomes difficult to, like, plan it out. Yeah. And then sometimes I worry, like, okay, but what if I plan a day with Sarah Emilius, and then I message JC, and he's not available? That's true. Which causes a whole other set of problems. It will, but, but we'll face that problem when we run into it, you know? Which has not come up yet. Exactly. Exactly. A uh, better episode could be getting a lot of close family and friends to listen to it with us, because I, I, I think I would die. What about the two of us and then Jenny? Jenny would be 
the perfect person to have listened to it with us. I agree. Like, you know how you have someone like when you go into like Africa and do ayahuasca, you have like a guide with you. Uh huh. That would be Jenny. Yeah. But for us listening to 15 year old me. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I think Jenny's presence would really help. We should maybe fly her down for episode 300. I think so as well, yeah. Yeah, I think it might be necessary. All I got to do is, like, I'll do two tattoos, right? And just be like, this is my Jenny money. And that's what we fly Jenny in with, you know? Mm -hmm. And then we're set. So true. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be great. It'd be perfect. Um, Grayson, I guess... We can do that for episode 300, but I worry about how long it's going to be because I imagine it's going to be a lot of starting and stopping. Right. And if it's like 90 minutes of audio, it's a lot. Maybe we just do part one, you know, save part two for like episode 400. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just have to be sure you don't delete either the the parts before then. Well, they've lasted seven years so far. Can we get them in like a Google Drive or something just to back up? That's where I found them was in Google oh. Drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought you said you there. found them on your computer. Mm-mm-mm. I was a little confused by that because I was like, has your computer been with you for that long? But mm-hmm. I didn't question it. My computer has run out of memory a few times. Um, but that's just because I have a Surface Pro and edit many videos on it mm. to my detriment, Grayson, to my detriment. Uh, either way, either way, everything's fine. Everything's A-OK. Speaking of tattooing. I tattooed myself the other day, Grayson. Huh. I've had this new tattoo machine for a while, by like two weeks or something, and I've only gotten to use it a handful of times, and I just really wanted to use it, and I was kind of certain that my Sunday tattoos were going to cancel. They didn't, which was great, so I got to use it four more times since, but I wanted to use it, so on Saturday, I had some time, and I tattooed myself, okay, and I, was, I had a spot on my leg that I wanted to fill that was like a little awkward in between some current tattoos, you know? And I thought, what could fill this? And the idea I came up with, Grayson, I've already told you about this or no? I don't think so. Would you like to see it? Okay. I would. Okay, okay. You can't Is judge it my me. name. Did you tattoo your, my name on your not leg? Yeah, no, it's on the back of my leg, Grayson. I'm going to stand up for you for a second. Okay? Oh, I'm glad it's not. Do you, do you, that do you see it? Name, then. Do you see it on there? Oh, the Pokemon. It's a little Gligar, Grayson. Okay, it's a little Gligar. And for the longest time, it, and not even for the longest time, just when I see in general, people out in public and they have like anime tattoos i think it's the worst okay or at least maybe if guys have if a girl's an anime tattoo who cares right but if a guy has an anime tattoo i think that guy is a problem but i feel like that doesn't count for pokemon right you can tell yourself that and then also what's good is it's not like a sleeve of pokemon it is it One. is a single small little yeah. pokemon like sandwiched between other tattoos you know a lot of tattoos i haven't seen most of those i don't think yes 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 my leg i've done now three tattoos on my own leg the one on my ankle has been there for a while but i this is how i practice sometimes it's not really how i practice this is how i justify tattooing like sometimes if someone cancels and i'm like annoyed i want to do a tattoo now i'll just tattoo myself you know Mm -hmm. but you can only do this so many times you're going to run out of space. Mm-hmm. And you have to have ideas. Like, But the Gligar one, I, I, I thought of the, in the day. You've had that one around. Huh? You've had that one around. Didn't you do a test one that looks like that? Oh, very different. That was just because, like, that was not for me. That was just on fake skin. Mm-hmm. I tattooed a crying Gligar. Oh. You know? Mm-hmm. Which I would not do that one because it looks much more, like, anime-y. Hmm. Whereas this one is more just like, it's a little Pokemon. It doesn't count as anime if it was on Cartoon Network when I was eight, you know? 
If you say so. I firmly believe that. If I came in here with a, a fucking, is it Demon Slayer? Is that what one of them's called? Sure. Is it? Uh, it sounds death like note. If I came in here with a Death Note tattoo. That'd be kind of cringe. I should be put down. Yeah. It shouldn't be allowed. Okay. Was Dragon Ball ever on Cartoon Network? Mm, I don't know. Because I feel like that could be a deciding factor. If something like Naruto or Dragon Ball was on Cartoon Network, then I think Pokemon counts as anime. Avatar was. Avatar was on Nick. Yeah. So not Cartoon Network. Oh, okay. Specifically Cartoon Network right. is what we're working with. Right, okay, right, right. Okay. Well, because like if Pokemon was the exclusive anime style show among uh-huh. the whole Cartoon Network catalog, then I'm fine saying no. This was a cartoon from our childhood. Yeah. Not an anime. I watched a lot of Cartoon Network. I never watched either of those things you listed, Naruto or Dragon Ball Z, mm. like ever. But I don't know where else they would have aired. They seem like I mean, they're cartoons, you mm-hmm. know? And I feel like Cartoon Network probably cycled things around, had weird off hours where they might have played it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where did Dragon Ball Z air? Um, Japan <laughs> is what <laughs> wow. Wikipedia is saying. Toonami was Funimation. I don't know what Toonami is. Neither do I. How is this a big show? Nothing says Cartoon Network on here. WXIN, like local TV stations. Yeah, I don't know, Grayson. I can't do that. I used to watch uh, Dragon Ball every single morning before I would go to school. I'm sorry about that. So I think it was probably on... um, Definitely not Disney. Mm -mm. So it must have been either like Nick... Cartoon Network, or maybe like one of those spinoff channels, be it like Boomerang or something like that. Ooh, so true, so true. Dragon Ball Z Cartoon Network. Let me just type in that and see what happens, Grayson. Okay, I've lost internet connection in between the last Google search and this one. (laughs) That doesn't help very much, does it? No, 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 no. I'm stuck looking at an ad for Screen Rant. What was the ending of Dragon Ball Z? But what was the ending of Dragon Ball Z? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't, the show's still going on, actually. So I'm tell you what the I'd end be a little is. bit shocked. That's so unfortunate, but yeah, I don't know. And also, I feel like morally opposed to doing anime tattoos. But if someone came to me and was like, "I want a Pokemon," I'd be like, "Hell yeah, let's do a Pokemon." You know? I mean, I guess. You guess? I'm still undecided until I have a definitive answer on the cultural relevancy of other animes. I yeah. don't want to like. And maybe I'm approaching it all wrong because if. Pokemon were just a show, I wouldn't have watched it, I don't think. But because it was a show that matched up with my favorite video game at the time, I watched it, right? Mm-hmm. So, but maybe that's worse. A video game tattoo is almost, no, it's not. I was going to say more offensive than an anime tattoo, but an anime tattoo is definitely more offensive. It most definitely is, but I will say a video game tattoo, I think, is more offensive than a cartoon tattoo. Yes, I would agree with that statement as well. So there's definitely like a tier list here. If we could get Pokemon all the way down to cartoon, that'd be ideal. But even worst case scenario, it's video game. Kids video game. I could go with, you know, like if it's something from your childhood, I could buy that as well. Right. Because if it's a video game, like if I get a like Assassin's Creed, if you get an Assassin's Creed tattoo, that's crazy. My sister's fiance husband has a like a metal gear metal metal gear solid. It's a red gear with a skull on it. So whatever game that is. Uh, that could be Gears of War. That might be it. Something like that. And that one's like, what are we doing? You know? Yeah. We're adults here. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas my Gligar is like, no, that's that's. I want to throw out an exception adult. to that, though. 
I feel like Halo people get a, a slight pass. Why? Halo is just as cringeworthy in my book. I disagree. Uh-huh. I just conflate all those games, like Assassin's Creed, Halo. I don't even care that much for Halo. I just I feel like Halo gets a special exemption. Why? Because I feel like it's just it's niche enough that it doesn't fall into the just inherent consumerism of like a Call of Duty or a Modern Warfare or an Assassin's Creed. Even though like it's inherently just a more premier element of that entire adult genre. So, I've like, also seen I think it, I think some it, cool Halo Like tattoos. It's cringe, but with an asterisk. Yeah. But I think also what helps is there are really good ones out there where like they're all like painterly and like look all shiny and pretty. Mm-hmm. Those tattoos aren't that bad because Halo is like the robot people, right? Robot people? Like they dress up like robots and they shoot each other. Well, I wouldn't say robots, but like kind of. Yeah, that one. Okay. Like there, there I, would, some... I would describe them almost more like really big dirt bike drivers. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That. We're like that's a that can be cool visuals, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas like Assassin's Creed. Something it's like, like no. that. It's like, oh, ooh, edgy. You get a weird looking A. Yeah. It'd be kind of lame. Yeah. It'd be kind of lame. I'm glad we could clarify all of that. Yeah. We I should compile so. a tier list of the cringiest tattoos. You know, it's not a bad idea. I feel like we have a perfect ideal, like, insider-outsider perspective. You as a tattoo artist and me as someone with no tattoos and no intent to get tattoos. Of course, of course. I, I think this is the, the best place to, to judge from. You know, I think we should just get another person who has no experience and no desire, and just the two of you do it, honestly. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, what's at the top? What do you view as like a good tattoo? The best type of tattoo? Uh-huh. Um, that's a good question. I, it's because so like part of me wants to say something like a Bible verse or like something religious mm-hmm. because it's inherently symbolic, but most of the religious ones I've seen are bad. suck. Well, because you know why that is? A lot of people who are getting religious tattoos, like just a Bible verse or some shit like that, um, they're going to be low income and maybe also a dumb person, okay? And when these two things come together, you get people walking into any tattoo shop and getting any artist to do it, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And then you end up with someone like doing text or doing a tattoo who really has no artistic ability. Um, and then you walk out of the shop with a shit tattoo, you know, because mm-hmm. they didn't help you make it look good. Um, and I feel like that's a lot of it. But if you have someone who really cares and someone who's like really passionate about this Bible verse and you're willing like to spend the time and money, it can be done well. But this I'd say sense. I have to rank it probably pretty low. Like as an artist, I think portrait tattoos are probably like some of the most impressive. I but mean, sure, but like that's the same horrible. thing as like the religious ones. Yeah, where it's exactly. Like, it's great when it's done well, but unless but it is, I'd even say when they're done well, they're still not that good portraits. Really? It's like, why do you want a person's face on your skin? Yeah. Unless it's like iconic. If it's like, I've seen a lot of like Salvador Dali tattoos, right? And I'm like, okay, like fine, like that's. But when it's like your grandma or something, it's like, yeah, like it huh. can't be someone you know Mm-mm. or have known. Mm-mm. But then it's also like there's an element of weirdness to that. Why are you getting a tattoo of a face of someone you don't know? Like, it has to be, like, a legend. Like, someone who is dead, probably. Yeah, it definitely has to be someone who is dead, mm-hmm. someone you did not know in life, and someone that is, like, niche enough to you and, like, important enough to you Yeah, that it's not too generic. Yeah. Like, some Like, people... Elvis Presley would not be a good one. No. Kobe, bad one. Sorry. Kobe Bryant tattoos, are don't, they're not good yet. Mm. Wait. Wait a little bit, you know? Yeah, maybe in, like, 20, 30 years. Maybe. Maybe even a little bit longer. Yeah. Because who's like an old basketball player that you could reasonably get now? 
or just an old sports like if someone got a babe ruth tattoo maybe that's not that bad yeah right. i'd be fine if someone got a babe ruth tattoo you know mm-hmm. it'd be weird but i'd appreciate the weirdness but there's it. also like old people that are just also weird like Mar- marilyn monroe no that's not yeah. okay yeah i'd say kind of like a good middle ground between good tattoo and portrait is get like a greek statue you know where it's like still you have a body and a face but you can have it be all like smooth and pretty i think greek statues mm-hmm. can make for really really good tattoos i think that's like a that's ranking up there it has to be at least a tier for me mm-hmm. i don't know if we're getting into s yet well i feel like at that point you might be getting too niche like i've seen a spe- shit ton of statue tattoos it's a thing right now. enough for it to be its own category um it's part of a category it's part mm. of like i really don't even know what to call the the style necessarily but it's it's a lot of like they're really big tattoos where you incorporate a lot of elements where like the what is the da vinci thing the anatomy of man thing where it's like the legs and the arms all spread out mm-hmm. i know what you're talking about yeah yeah that like the vitruvian man that thing yeah. that thing like that i think is can be a good tattoo right and it's like kind of fits that same genre where it's like that mixed in with statues and like they're like words attached usually and it's a lot of like fine lines i really don't know what to call the style but mm-hmm. it looks nice every time and they almost all involve either the vitruvian man or a statue you know mm. yeah i like those but they can get overdone like vitruvian man i'm over Mm-hmm. seen too much of him but there are so many statues you know i can't get tired of them i suppose Mm-mm. Mm-mm. oh works of art too like works of art are acceptable like if it's a famous painting you could probably do that on you mona lisa not if would it's be bad. starry night and starry night would be bad mona lisa is bad the scream would be bad honestly a mona lisa tattoo would be kind of wild That'd be kind of wild, yeah. Kind of, yeah, I'd appreciate it. Like I a think. full back tattoo of the mm-hmm. Mona Lisa, that'd be sick. Or like your whole entire sleeve is just a big Mona Lisa piece. It's like, how do you have that much of a connection to the most famous painting of all time? Mm-hmm. Like, but I'd, again, I'd appreciate it. I feel like that's a difficult one because how do you balance it being a famous enough piece that people recognize it mm-hmm. while not being so famous that it becomes kind of like, oh. Uh, yeah that's fair but then yeah i don't really know grayson it's tough this is why we have to have a whole episode we do dedicated to, to tearing out these tattoos it's we so really true. must we really must i think a pearl harbor tattoo would be great i would agree <laughs> yeah that's awesome you want a pearl harbor tattoo we can I'll do it right pass. across your your back on like your your shoulders i you gotta know? wonder jc how many 9-11 tattoos are out there already Ooh. You got to think there was a rush in 2001 um, of, like, never forget tattoos. I don't mean never forget tattoos, Ooh. though. I mean Twin Towers exploding tattoos. Because, like, the picture I have of Pearl Harbor is the USS Arizona on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People dying. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm thinking how many tattoos are out there of the event of 9-11 and they are like in seriousness or like ironic ones like haha i got 9-11 tattooed on me in seriousness at least five least five at least five it has to be at least five right you know mm-hmm. i kind of want to see one now they're out i'm sure they are out there i'm gonna google this right now okay my guess is it's probably like a memorial for like a firefighter who died in 9-11 and then, like, you have the towers as, like, part of the sleeve or something. Right. You know? So it would be, like, in a context, not... 
<laughs> not just the just, thing itself. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm looking at 9-11 tattoo. Great, great, great. OJC. They're out there. More than five? I mean, there's enough in Google Images. Do you mind turning your phone screen my way? I'm going to show you my favorite here to begin oh, with. Oh, great. Just great, already great, great. off the bat. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to love this one. Yeah. It's Wow, it's aggressive. Okay, that's a um, strong word. Just, for... <laughs> just... Oh, boy, that's full color. The colorized. It's an aggressive color. 9-11. What's it's remarkable? It's vibrant colors. It's like this is a happy time. What's remarkable is the least vibrant thing is the 9-11 part. Wait, 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 wait. Holy fuck. It's an insane tattoo. Holy shit. Like, sure, you can scroll through, and a lot of the other ones are, like, uh, memorials. But this one is absurd. Smoke is such a fun thing to tattoo. This guy did, guy did it terribly. Like, it looks bad. It's so cartoony. I guess that might be the style. It looks like he tried to cover up a tramp stamp by doing the skyline of New York City. <laughs> and then gave up halfway and just did 9-11. Yeah, and there's the ribbon on the left side. He only details the ribbon on, like, the Guys, that's so bad. It's an absurd tattoo. Holy fuck, look at this one. There's a gigantic red fire eagle as firefighters try to put out 9-11. That one's, like, a concept piece. This is incredible. There's, like, beams shooting out of the buildings into the sky. And firefighters are, like, aiming hoses at it. But I, I will say, JC, mm -hmm. the disappointing thing with this one, this is not the event of 9-11. This is the aftermath of 9-11. It's okay. a different thing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. We're good. I, we're focused here this on... This is actually the 9-11 attack in 97. Occurring. Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> right before they rebuilt them and just in time for 2001. Of course, of course, of course. Oh, here's, here's what I was looking for. This is just a hyper-real... <laughs> image like it's tattooed onto a man's arm of the event of 9 like, good job artist but what the fuck man like what why it's sincerely very impressive grayson should i get a hyper realistic tattoo of the battle of the alamo yes <laughs> takes up my back you yes. know what my thought was the other day because look at my arm right here grayson okay uh-huh um, part of my tattoo that I got most recently is like the, the one where it's like the steps to drawing a person, right? Mm -hmm. And I asked at the time if he could move over the face a little bit to the left, right? Uh, my left, your right. And he like was a little bit against it because just how he thought it would look on the arm. But now, because I listened to him, I'm stuck with this tiny little gap in between that tattoo and my other one. And what could fit there? It is the perfect spot for the signature arch of the Alamo. Just to get the line, like the shape of the arch as a single black line in that spot. Does it not fit there perfectly? I mean, it would kind of fit there, but consider for a moment, JC. When you're walking around, your arm will be like down. Mm -hmm. It'll be at the wrong angle for the Alamo. It's not for them. It's for me. When I'm creating my art, when I'm drawing, I will mm -hmm. never, ever forget. And also, what else could go there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could probably think of something. But I just I feel like having the the arch of the Alamo maybe even above the top line of your face tattoo, not the tattoo on your face, but the one that says face. Mm -hmm. If it was like just above there, as opposed to so that it could actually be oriented. Correctly. I see, I see. Mm. Because I feel like to an observer looking at it after the off angle, it would not be recognizable. But then I'd go like this, and they say, "Oh my god, how didn't I see it?"
you know i lifted I mean, my maybe. arm for the listening audience for those who didn't see <laughs> yeah, 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 what yeah. happened when i exclaimed oh my god uh well ray the gray so many ideas with all these tat- almo tattoos s tier no doubt for sure except actually i've googled them before they all look bad well you'll just have the first good one I've actually put thought into making, like, a good Alamo tattoo. I don't want it on my body, right? But I have already, like, in my head designed and, like, took screenshots to make a good Alamo tattoo. And I already have it figured out. I don't even know how to interpret this okay, one. This Grayson is still another is showing 9-11 another... tattoo. But yep. there is a Pegasus, there is a jungle, and then there is a New York bridge. And on the right side is 9-11. And I can't <laughs> figure out the connection between these things. Is that the Golden Gate? What is that? I don't know. Um... I would imagine a bridge in New York. Either way, it means something to him, and that's right. what matters, you know? So true. Uh, yeah, that's what matters. Grayson, is there anything else you'd want to talk about before we, we head off from the podcast this week? Anything at all? I found the worst one. Oh, no. More 9 The worst 9-11 tattoo. Okay. Oh, it's blown out. <laughs> Just look at they, it. They... Uh, I'm looking at it. Okay, there are a lot of problems here, right? It's just, it's 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 text, it's script that says never forget, but in between the cursive font, between never and forget, there are two large rectangles that shoot up. It's all one line to be clear. It's like yes, a continuous yes, of thing. It's cursive never, then these two like rectangles representing the twin towers, and then it connects into forget. It looks a little bit like the McDonald's logo, but again, what's most notable is that the artist went too deep into the skin and has caused a blowout. So all the lines also look blurry and like black underneath them, which is not good. On no level is this tattoo good. Like <laughs> It's terrible. The artist... Conceptually, it's awful. Uh-huh. If you did this really fine line, like super thin line, and you did this, it could at least like not be noticeable. And that would be like the most admirable part of the tattoo. Right. Like you'd have to really pay attention. But this is on display. Uh huh. It's so, and it's gonna it get worse like over time. The equivalent of a live, laugh, love sign, in the form of a nine eleven memorial. Like those two merged together is what this is. This person will n- never for. It's there every time to look at their wrist. They're never going to forget. Um, which is maybe their goal. You know. You think that's a wrist? I don't. I wasn't really paying attention. That's to That's definitely it is. a wrist. Um, here's this man's calf. I actually like this tattoo a lot. Um, it, it is the two towers of 9-11, though. But not exploded, so... No, this is actually just the world trade, yeah, on a beautiful day in, in New York. Uh-huh. Um, hmm. Ooh. This one's bad. Oh, wow. Wow, they took traditional tattooing and were like, let's turn this into a 9-11 memorial. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, Guys, I just don't even want to describe look it up. Yeah, no, it's just not. Google 9-11 tattoos <laughs> and have a great afternoon looking through these That's things. That's horrifying. 9-11 tattoos F tier. For sure, for sure yeah. F tier. Like almost you like even the ones that were impressive are just don't do them. Put that talent somewhere else. <laughs> really, please. truly. I mean the artist is getting paid and that's what matters. <laughs> that's what matters is the money. Um so shouts out to them. Grayson, I saw this is the last bit. I, I'm looking through your list that you, you put here for the podcast this week. It looks like the only thing we didn't talk about. You said Hans invited you to Mario Kart. It's true. On stream last night, Hans invited me to Mario Kart with uh, you and him. That's so exciting. And you I had turned to turn him down. down. Why? Oh, because I don't have Mario Kart. Still? 
still. You slacker. They just added Birdo. And as Steven keeps pointing out, is she trans? <laughs> is she? But I thought she was trans. Is she trans? Are all the Birdos trans? Listen, I am kind of in awe that there are many Birdos now. Like, I thought there was just the one Birdo. I would agree with that, yeah. There are many. But are they all trans? I can't imagine. Because at that point, it's not like an anomaly, right? That's just all the Birdos are that way, right? Like, if all humans were trans, trans wouldn't be a thing. Right, that would just... like the, Just be us. Yeah. Yeah. So the Birdos... Sure. No. They're not all trans. That's what I say. I would agree. Thank you. I appreciate it. Just the pink ones. Right? Oh. Mm. There's some sick green know ones. There were, any of them were trans to begin with. Yeah, I don't really know. I think the, there are things that Steven says, and then I just take them as truth, and then I, they get it's brought up like in conversation. It's like a game theory video or something. Mm-hmm. But like an example of this is the other day, uh, Hans was talking to me about Mr. Beast and talking about, I, I really don't remember. But we were talking about, like, Mr. Beast people... having rich parents. Yeah. Well, that wasn't the conversation, right? The conversation mm. was something about, like, him doing something good or bad. I don't know. Or maybe about, like, his wealth. I really don't remember. But I questioned about how, how impressive it was that he was wealthy because he had rich parents. And Hans was like, no, he doesn't. I was like, oh. I mean, I guess I don't know. I don't know that much about Mr. Beast, but I've heard he had rich parents. And Hans, like, looked it up right then. He didn't have rich parents. And then literally three days go by, and we're in this call with Steven. Hans brings up Mr. Beast, and Steven says, he had rich parents. And in that moment, it clicked. Steven just said it one time, and I believed him. So, shouts out. <laughs> Absolutely. Grayson, you excited for Steven's birthday this weekend? I'm so very excited. I think Horror Movie Night will be good as long as um, Steven doesn't get his way. That's so sad. Okay, but do you want to watch Predator for Horror Movie Night? I mean, I'll watch it. I won't complain. I'd be a little confused, sure. It would really defeat the whole purpose. Yeah, that's why the confusion would enter my head. Yeah. But it'd be fine. It's Steven's birthday, which maybe we're losing sight of. I feel like, like I said, I think we'll do other things throughout the day, and I figured those are the birthday things. And then Horror Movie Night is more a JC thing that happens to coincide with the event of us being in San Antonio. uh, We have to wait till after midnight to watch the movies. Even though his birthday's (laughs) not till Wednesday. Wait, (laughs) guys. Okay. We'll be back next week with more Boy Oh Boy. Goodbye, everybody. Adios.